Welcome to the Manly Pinterest Tip Show. Show. A show designed to assist man in his quest to succeed on Pinterest. If you have interests in the content you want to share, content you want your clients to see, learn ways to grow and succeed in this unique and exciting world, one man will assist you on your journey. To become a pinner and grow your presence online, men and women can share in the success. And here to show you how is your host, is your host Jeff C. Adding testosterone, one pin at a time. Hello, folks. Welcome to the Manly Pinterest Tips Podcast. I'm Jeff C., and you're not. I've got another great conversation with a Pinterest expert here for you today as I talk once again with Vincent Ng about the state of Pinterest for 2015. Vincent was actually one of my first guests on the show and is always a wealth of information. If you don't know who Vincent is, he is the founder of MCNG Marketing and a Pinterest marketer, speaker, and enjoys reading Batman comics. He's the author of Pinterest to Profits with Pentalysis and the host of the Pictures to Profits podcast. He is a top 20 resource for becoming a Pinterest expert, according to Heyo, and has written for amazing blogs such as Social Media Examiner, Top Dog Social Media, and Tailwind. Vincent is also going to be speaking at Social Media Marketing World 15 this year, and I know he's going to have a great presentation. Now, this interview is from a live Hangout on Air that I did with Vincent, where our live audience participated by asking questions during the interview. If you'd like to be a part of one of our live shows, make sure to head on over to manlypinterestips.com and join our email community to find out how you can be a part of our live show. So let's jump right into my conversation with Vincent Ng. Vincent, thanks so much for being here today with us. Uh, you're welcome, Jeff. I'm truly honored, and, and I kind of want to give a heads up. I, I am recovering from a flu, so if I sound different from the last interview or something's gone, I, I, I promise you I'm not drunk. I'm just <laughs> recovering from a flu. It's, it's, it's just that type of show. But thank you, Jeff. Truly an honor to be on the show again. Well, thanks. Thanks again. I mean, you know, you and I have become friends over Pinterest, and uh, you are one of my go-to guys for uh, questions I have. So for people who didn't see the show for the first time, kind of tell us how you became such a Pinterest expert, kind of your story. Yeah, so I'll give you a quick summary. Uh, so the first things first is that uh, I actually got laid off as a Starbucks manager years ago. This is about six years ago. I uh, decided that, hey, you know what, it, it's a good time to pursue my dream and social media marketing was was hot and it was something that I, I loved. Uh, and so decided, hey, let's go into this, but kind of like a lot of social media marketers out there, they'll, they'll feel this type of pain, which is, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to use Facebook, I'm trying to use Twitter, it doesn't work for me. Uh, and then here comes this social network, this beautiful visual social network, uh, and it has 10 million unique visitors per month, fastest one to do it. And I'm like, there's something to this. There's got to be something more to this than, than cupcakes and wedding dresses and all that jazz. Uh, and I said, okay, let's go on there and notice that traffic was coming to my site. And that's when I realized like, I had to be on this network, uh, not just being on it, but educating people about it. And, and that's how I became a, a Pinterest educator. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, I want to jump right into some of the questions that uh, I know that people have. You know, everyone is talking about this Pinterest uh, smart feed. Uh, there's there's articles coming out almost every day about it, and you know how to get seen on the smart feed. Um, kind of give us a a little brief overview of the smart feed and why why so many people are talking about it. 
I think that a lot of people are talking about it because it's such a huge adjustment. In the past, the smart, uh, sorry, in the past, the feed was based on a chronological order. So right. just kind of imagine Twitter, you post, that's when people see. Uh, now there's just been this huge shift about relevancy. Are these pins relevant to the user? And so it's operating more like the Facebook news feed, which is, hey, you know what? Your stuff, when you pin it, is not going to necessarily show up at the same time, um, but it's going to show up if people are interested in it. And so, for example, if you are in the business of flowers um, and your users love flowers, then guess what? They're going to see your content more often than, again, if people are, if they're Batman fans. Uh, if they're Batman fans, they're going to see more Batman content. Uh, and how Pinterest determines all this for their smart feed is, what are you clicking on? Uh, what sites are you visiting? So they're using all this data to determine what's relevant to you. Uh, so it can either work in your favor or it can be disastrous. Gotcha. Now, you know, when I first, when, when it first kind of rolled out, at least to me, um, I did not like it at all. I mean, because it was, I, I think they were adjusting the algorithm and uh, I wasn't seeing people like you, I mean, that I wanted to see content from. It didn't seem like it was showing up or it was, I had to scroll forever to get to it. It seems to me that that's kind of calmed down. Is it because they've kind of, they're continually to adjust the algorithm and uh, kind of smoothing things out? Is that what you suspect? Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm suspecting is I think that things are smoothing out a little bit. They're, they're, as they get more and more data, they're going to be able to predict more and more what you like. Uh, and so I, I totally agree with you, Jeff, because when I first used the Pinterest smart feed, all I would ever see on my feed were infographics, and it would drive me absolutely nuts because, again, it'd just be like five pages of infographics. Uh, so I think that the more you use it, um, the more you're going to get better content that's relevant to you. Okay, good. Now, I and I think it was Hology had mentioned this was one of the ways that, and we'll talk about maybe a little bit later when we're we're talking about some scheduling stuff, um, is that the more you're on the platform, also de kind of determines the smart feed and and your kind of relevancy too. Is is that is that accurate? Uh, based on my observations, I would say that's pretty accurate. So I've kind of tested this out for my own account versus my client's account. And what I've noticed is that when I'm on a client's account and I'm there every day pitting like 10 to 15 pins, um, the results tend to be a lot quicker. Uh, and I'm not saying that that's typical of everybody. But right. again, if you are making sure that you have pictures that are, are relevant, beautiful, uh, the audience eats it up, they click on it, uh, then guess what? You're going to show up on the smart feed more often. Uh, for example, in my case, uh, you know, I've been a little bit busy and uh, sometimes I don't take my own advice about pinning every day. Um, but I have, but what I do notice is that, hey, you know, it's, it's not, um, you know, showing up on uh, people's smart feed as often. Uh, so again, it is about relevancy uh, and, and pinning consistently uh, stuff that your audience likes helps a lot. Okay, on, on that topic as well, you know, so what's the best advice, like let's say a small business came to you for uh, so maybe some consulting uh, on optimizing the smart, smart feed. Say like a, like a local flower shop came in and said, hey, you know, we hear about the smart feed thing, we're scared, is it worth doing? So what would you tell them? With the smart feed thing, the, I think that the one thing you want to be able to do is to optimized for clicks. So this is just a theory of mine, right? I think that Pinterest smart feed determines relevancy partially by what pins you click on. And mm. so if they know that, hey, you know what, you, you're not pinning on those Batman uh, pins that you say that you like, well, maybe you're just lying to us, right? That you, you're interested in Batman. Maybe you are interested in flowers. And so when we talk about those beautiful pictures 
this is the time. Create those wonderful images, create those amazing pin descriptions, get people to click on it. And what, what happens is that as more and more users click on your content, I believe Pinterest Pinterest determines that, hey, you know what, this person is producing good content. It's obviously relevant to people. Let's boost that up and, and keep doing that. So I've kind of noticed that for a client of mine is that, um, again, it, they, they had not pinned for, honestly, for I would say for six months. Um, they weren't really starting off, but they had about a thousand followers or so. And we just started pinning content that was uh, relevant, um, beautiful pictures, and you know, it just spread. People were clicking on it. It started showing up on the smart feed for people more often. And not only that, the side effect is that when people start repinning your content, uh, it ranks higher in Pinterest search results. So there's all these little trickle down effects that happen when you create beautiful images that are clickable. And I think that's probably the key. You know, one of the things that attracted me so much, and I think attracts a lot of people to Pinterest, is how easy it is to use. And my thing is, yes, it's very easy to use, but it is very hard to create good pins. I mean, uh, because images are so important, and there really is a skill and an art to making Pinterest images that will get clicked on and repinned and stuff like that. And so that's why, you know, yes, Pinterest is easy to use, but, yeah, it can get – and I still struggle with some of that stuff. You know, something I'll spend hours creating for a client, a pin that I think is beautiful and will look great, won't work. And I have to test something else. And so it's really kind of an art and a gamble sometimes on creating those pins. It is for sure, yeah. Yeah. Um, here's the other question I wanted to I want to talk to you about. Um, today an article from, and I'm going to mangle this name, Tram uh, <laughs> Nijin. I don't know if that's right or not. But they uh, lead the, pin, the partner product marketing and had an article that stated two-thirds of all content on Pinterest is added from business sites and then went on to say people who come to Pinterest are in a consumer mindset. They're pretty dissimilar to the customer journey that people make. They're looking to get inspired, try new things, find ideas, and narrow in on a few options. And they're looking to buy and consume. So how do businesses who are going on Pinterest key into this like consumer mindset and this customer journey? Because uh, it's not all just about pinning pretty pictures, but it's there's some more to it than that. Yeah, I think that when you're using Pinterest, you got to keep in mind that everybody is in kind of a, a different buying mindset. Uh, and so I think when we're talking about Pinterest, uh, where the pretty pictures does come in is that you have to imagine it being like a window shopping experience. Um, how do you get people to stop at your window and take a look. Uh, and then from there on, when you kind of build that customer or follower base uh, is when you can kind of reach people at the different levels. So uh, it's almost kind of imagining like a funnel. So you get people to be interested in, in your, your pins, uh, you get them to follow or repin your, uh, your stuff. And then from there, you can kind of take it to the next level. Okay, what kind of promotional offers can we let people know uh, on Pinterest? Uh, can we get them to sign up for an email uh, regarding either an offer or some kind of contest that we're holding? Uh, and then from there, you know, if you have a really large follower base, uh, similar to Nordstrom's or Whole Foods or Lululemon, uh, then maybe you just want to do a very specific uh, promotional offer uh, just for your Pinterest followers. Uh, and another thing that you can do is, again, partner up with a Pinterest influencer. Uh, if there's someone out there that is part of your customer base, uh, partner with them. I think that's a really smart strategy, and so you can kind of reach the different levels of kind of that buying cycle. Mm, that's a good point, good point. Um, and, you know, and, and 
you you had wrote an article about that earlier about finding a Pinterest buddy. I can't remember if that was the title or not, but uh, when you're marketing and and you know that's true because you and I do this kind of the same thing on a on a different level. Is I know I can trust pins by Pinterest. I mean by Vincent because I know he he checks his links. I know he pins good stuff and and so there's a there's a thing of trust that's built up too. And so I think that's really important for people also who are coming on Pinterest to, you know, don't just throw stuff up to try to get likes or, or repins or whatever. Really look at that content because nothing <laughs> makes me unfollow somebody quicker than a broken link or something leading to spam. I'm, I figure that's the case for you as well. Yeah, and I, I make it a, a habit of making sure to click through to people's uh, pins um, just because of the fact that there are so many loose links out there. Uh, and again, if you're using the desktop version of Pinterest, if you hover over the pins, it will actually tell you where it redirects to. So it gives you a better idea as well. Uh, but definitely, again, don't just repin um, automatically. And, and I'm going to say this is going to be a little bit contradictory, but even if it is my pins, you should double check because you <laughs> never know. Right. Uh, again, if someone actually, another user that repinned it, might have changed the the URL, so so don't trust. Um, it's kind of like the X Files. Don't trust anyone right. or whatever that used to be. <laughs> That's right. Trust no one. Trust no one. Trust no one. Yeah. Uh, trust no one, but trust everyone. So, yeah. Yeah, good that's, point. That's a good point, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, I didn't tell you, I was going to ask this question, when I do it right now, but uh, I wrote uh, recently an article for Peg Fitzpatrick on her blog about mobile and Pinterest. So what do you think, uh, we were talking about pins and creating great images, and there's also a kind of a style and a mindset you have to get into thinking for mobile as well. Um, I see a lot of beautiful Pinterest pins with scripty fonts that I know you're not going to be able to read on mobile. Uh, and so what kind of advice do you have people to think about when they're, when they're pinning? Because, you know, 75% of traffic, I think it comes from mobile devices, either a phone or a tablet from pin, on Pinterest. So what advice would you give that way? Uh, you know, Jeff, it, I, I'm going to rearrange and I think you should, because you're the expert on that. You wrote the article. So I'm going to ask you, Jeff, is what, what tips do you think people can use? Because you're saying, you know, the, the scribbly font, but what tips do you think people can use? Because um, honestly, I think you're, you're an expert in this field. Well, I don't know. I'm expert, but my thing, my thing was, you know, check your, <laughs> you know, check your, uh, you know, check it out in the device for one thing, you know, um, I, and the links, check your links. We talked about that, but also, um, the infographics, are really bad on mobile. If they're, I mean, sometimes you can't even see them on desktops. They're yeah. so small fonts, and I'm like, I, I just, I don't know the worth in those. And they get repinned all the time. But uh, that and outdated, I can't stand outdated infographics from like 2000 that people are bidding. I'm like, stop! It doesn't. Those numbers don't even valid anymore. So, um, but check. My thing is just mostly checking your phone. And it's really interesting. I have an iPhone 6 Plus. And it looks different than my kids' iPhone 4. And so you kind of almost have to check different devices. There are a couple of sites that I'm testing right now, and I'll try to put them in the link, where you can actually kind of do an emulation on different devices, where you can pull up pins and look at them that way. I've been testing. They kind of work halfway, but uh, I think when those get developed out further, they'll be really helpful. Mm, and I agree. Yeah, I think that the, the best piece of advice you give is uh, make sure that you test out um, on all different platforms, and that can be hard because let's be honest, not all of us are rich enough to buy like every single device that's out there, which it would be nice, um, yeah. you know. And uh, and and it's, it's funny because we talked about the Pinterest Smart Feed, uh, and that's something you're gonna see a lot in the Smart Feed as well. Is you're gonna see old infographics pop up, <laughs> and that's that's a pet peeve of mine. But you see that a lot. Yeah, and that that's why you have to check before you pre-pin stuff. So. <laughs> um, 
The, some of the other big news that I wanted to talk about uh, as we're talking about kind of the state of Pinterest in 2015 is uh, promoted pins are rolling out to all U.S. users, right? They're not – it's not international? Is it just yeah. U.S.? Okay. Yeah, so it's still uh, U.S.-based. Uh, and so I'm going to go into a little bit about uh, – because I think the Pinterest promoted pins and the advertising has caused a little bit of confusion about what's exactly going on. Uh, number one, there's actually two sets of promoted pins. Uh, the first one – is known as reservation style promoted pins, which are for Pinterest partners only. Um, so those are like Kraft, Whole Foods, um, big companies that were pre-established as partners with Pinterest. That is not available to uh, small guys like you and me, um, but hopefully one day we'll make billions of dollars and have a two millions to spend on, two million to spend on advertising. We don't right, right now. Right. But the other thing is also known as uh, auction-based pins or self-serve pins. And I know, Jeff, you have access to that, uh, which is great. And so that one is for, for businesses where you can kind of pay per click. The other one you, you pay by CPM, which is uh, cost per uh, thousand views. Um, right. so, so make sure you know the difference because I know there's confusion saying it's, it's oh, it's open to all US-based um, advertisers. Like, no, 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 it's not for everybody. It's just if you're a partner, then, then you would. But go with the self-auction pins, apply for it. Um, those are very important. Yeah. And um, the, do you think this is going to be a big game changer for Pinterest? Or are we going to start seeing our stream flooded with, you know, big promoted pins from like Kraft and Walmart and stuff like that? Or, uh, or how do you think that's going to work kind of coming up in the future? I, you know, I think that the the... The way I think it is, I don't think they're going to flood it uh, because I think Pinterest has always been extremely conscious of what they do with their advertisements and, and the user experience and the user interface and all that, all that jazz as well. So I think that they're going to be testing it slowly just to see the reaction. Are people clicking through? Are the advertisers happy with what's going on? And if they find that there's a point where it's too much, I think, then they're going to withdraw. And I think that's where Pinterest is smart. They're not trying to push it to make more money, they're trying to make sure that it's a win-win. So I think, are we going to be bombarded for advertisements? No. Um, are we going to see them in unexpected places? Yes, that I, I do. So one of the things you're probably going to notice, uh, Jeff, I know you kind of have a, a bacon group board right. um, with uh, with Peg Fitzpatrick. Right. Uh, again, it, what you might see is that when someone clicks on that bacon board and, uh, uh, you know, so all of a sudden it's like, hey, you know, check out the uh, this bacon advertisement. So, so that you might see um, inside people's boards. But I, I, again, bombardment. I, I hope Pinterest doesn't go that way. It'd be really frustrating. But I don't see it happening. Gotcha. Now, a lot of people. I, I um, when I first tested it, I thought it's awful expensive for what I was getting. But from the the experiments I've done and talking to other people, it seems like it's really, uh, really gone down. The price is really good for small businesses because, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, you're only paying for the initial pin uh, for the promoted pins. The repins that you get off of that don't count against your, you know, cost per click or whatever. Am, am I correct in that, that, what I just said? Yeah, no, you're right on the ball. Okay. So one of the great things is that when you, you advertise or you use promoted pins, uh, again, the cost per click is low. Uh, and the reason why, if you're wondering, is really because the competition is really low right now. So some of the things that I always tell people is to really think about what's going to happen five years from now, uh, similar to, to Twitter or Facebook. Uh, think about all the people that got into Facebook advertising very early on. They took advantage of it, uh, built up these huge lists or were able to drive uh, traffic back to their site. Um, so if you are not using it right now, there's a chance that 
again, three, four years later when you go, yeah, you know, this Pinterest advertising is a smart idea. This is great. Whoa, why is it cost per click a dollar now, you know, versus like the five cents or the 10 cents right. or whatever it is. Um, so get on early um, because you might as well make the, uh, the hundreds of thousands and millions of dollars now <laughs> instead right. of giving it to Pinterest, right? So. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, hey, I want to take a break real quick and uh, pull up something from our audience. Uh, Andrea has a great uh, quote for you. She goes, Vincent is the one that caught it when I accidentally used a link shortener. He rocks. Don't forget Pinterest no likey shorteners, which is very, very true. They do not, and I did the same mistake when I first started, so don't feel bad, Andrea. So, um, I, I just want to add a quick comment there, if that's okay, Jeff. Sure, go ahead. Um, so, yeah, so basically, okay, so this is really tricky. It's not that link shorteners don't work on Pinterest. It's just that they have to be, I believe, they have to be authorized by Pinterest first. So you'll see shorteners from BuzzFeed, uh, from other websites that are partners with Pinterest that have the shorteners. That's okay. Um, but mm -hmm. things like bit.ly and Goog.com. GL, they won't work because they're not authorized. So if you're wondering, like, hey, I, I see them once in a while, why do they work? Uh, it's because they probably have pre-authorization. Gotcha, and that's a good point. And the, I believe the reason they're wanting, they're they're doing that is they don't want to have. A, I guess at the beginning, there's a lot of affiliate spam that was going on, and so I, I assume that cuts down on it, uh, not having those links. So, how would you? What would you say? Okay, a small business, limited budget. You kind of mentioned to get on it now. What would be their best way to use this promoted pins if they were able to get on it? Let's say yeah. it's a flower shop. Yeah, let's say it's a flower shop with promoted pins. Uh, here's what I uh, suggest is best practice is number one, um, make sure that to pin a lot of your stuff already um, that you have so that you already know what type of pins are uh, getting traction and, and are attractive to your audience and use those pins because they're, they're already working. So why reinvent the wheel? Uh, the second thing that you do when you're using promoted pins is because you're budget conscious, check out the varying budgets uh, for cost per click. So maybe to be honest, you don't need to spend uh, like 50 cents for a cost per click, uh, try five cents. Again, if nothing shows, you're not getting results, move it up slowly, try six cents, seven cents, eight cents, uh, and see kind of where the, the best uh, bang for your buck is. Uh, because I think if you're going to spend 25 cents, when in reality, you know, you, you, you can get it for 20, then, then why do that, right? Um, the good thing is that Pinterest will give you kind of an average cost per click. Uh, they will tell you based on which promoted pin, um, the cost per click for that one as well. So make sure that you examine all your promoted pins, see which one's performing, nix the ones that aren't doing that great, uh, and keep the ones that are. Gotcha. That's that's very very good point. And what I would add to that is use uh if you haven't known yet, there's the new Pinterest analytics for business accounts. It is awesome. It's a it's a really good tool. Uh, just like Vincent was saying, finding out what works, you can really use that Pinterest analytics to drill down and see what really is working for for uh, maybe doing some promoted pins later on. So, uh, good points there, Vincent. Um, here's um one question and. I'm just really upset that I haven't got it yet, but you have. You've uh, you got the new desktop layout. I saw you post about that uh, for Pinterest, and I still haven't seen those changes for me and my clients. So, what is it? What does it look like? What's different about it? And how come Canadians get it first? That's what I want to know. Okay, so this is I, okay. So if you know me and Jeff, it's almost like a running gag because I I am a Canadian and he's an American, and, and somehow he thinks because I'm a Canadian I get this stuff first, which is totally not true. Um, so okay, let's let's get to the heart of it. Uh, first things first is um, so Pinterest has 
I'm not saying this has happened, but it seems like it's in the work works, which is the desktop version of Pinterest is that when you used to click on a pin, uh, you used to kind of see exclusively, you know, here's the pin above the fold. Uh, right. You would never see anything. Uh, but what you're, you're going to see potentially is that, okay, I've got manly Pinterest tips pin right here. And then over here on this side, you depending on the size of your screen, you might see one column of pins, you may see two columns, and I've actually started seeing up to a third column. So all of a sudden, your pin, which used to be the, the center of attention, is no longer the center of attention. Um, you have pins on the right-hand side. And so what's really cool is they have the follow button here, uh, right up top, so it says follow, you know, follow Manly Pinterest tips. Right. That's a click away, that's, that's a good part. Um, and the reason why this may be happening, uh, no one knows for sure, is that you can imagine that would be an awesome place to put a promoted pin right next to it. So it's like, here's your pin. Uh, we know what this is about, but we're going to promote, put a promoted pin about bacon right here uh, because we want to take you away um, and make our advertisers happy. Uh, so there, there is a potential. Uh, am I the first to, to see? Because I'm a Canadian. I totally disagree with Jeff about that. It was an, <laughs> an American client's account. And okay. I'm going to stick with that. Yeah, stick with that. Uh, all right. That's good. Yeah. Well, yeah, I just – then that, that makes total sense with the promoted pin. Do you like the new layout? I mean, are – or do you think it's gonna? Do you would you rather have it where you see the pin you clicked on front and center? Oh, and I think that that depends on the perspective of where you're coming from. I think as obviously as an advertiser, uh, you know, you love the fact that you can take people away from other people's pins, and especially if right. it's very relevant content. Uh, and I think that, but from kind of like a, a a blogger and small business perspective, obviously, you know, when when you have one pin that you can concentrate on, um, it gets people back to your website. So. Uh, as a blogger slash, um, you know, pinner myself, I, I don't like that competition. But as a marketer, right. I, I love that idea. Uh, so it's um, I'm I'm pretty much uh, on both sides of the coin. Gotcha. Well, it'd be interesting to on two things. One, how it'll end up because usually it'll trickle down somehow to mobile. You know, what how's that gonna, you know, when you're looking at a tablet, what's gonna change on that? And the other thing is, um, I wonder how the end users, not marketers, not um, you know, bloggers or, or business owners, like just people who are looking for wedding dresses and, you know, recipes, how they're going to like the new desktop version, which, you know, that's really, we're kind of, we like to think we're the <laughs> the end user for Pinterest, but we're really not. It's mostly the people who, who are going to search for their new wedding dress or their, a new recipe or a new travel destination. Um, it's, that's the end user, not marketers. We're just kind of carving our own little niche out. So it'll be interesting in that way. Let's see. The next question I wanted to pick your brain about is um, contests. And we've kind of talked about this a little bit, and there's a lot of confusion on the topics. I mean, I went and you pour over Pinterest, you know, in their business section, what, what you're supposed to do. And, you know, for one example, you can't say pin it to win it anymore. That's against their uh, terms of service. Do you have any best practices for running contests, or do you have any good brands that we can look at that are running contests that you know of that we can kind of, see and, and steal ideas from? Yeah, I'm not going to lie, Jeff. Um, I, I don't know that many brands um, that are holding Pinterest contests, and I say that were really good because uh, it's interesting because I think when I first started using Pinterest, I was highly aware of, you know, who is running Pinterest contests because, again, you're allowed to pin the rules. Um, they weren't restrictions about how many pins you can pin from a selection. Um, they've really tightened it to the point where I feel like 
it's almost they don't want any contests on there uh, is almost my feeling. Um, so is there kind of a best practice? I'm not gonna lie, I, I'm probably not the guy to talk to about this right now because gotcha. it is a very technical thing, um, but definitely read the restrictions. Uh, there are other platforms like Curlate is a great platform. They, they hold uh, contests that help generate leads. Um, so there are definitely platforms to take a look into. Um, but I, I hate to say it, I, I don't want to, I can't comment on something that yeah. I've never done myself before, so. Gotcha. Well, I'm running my first one now, so that's kind of, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know Kim Vidge and uh, Cynthia uh, Sanchez did a podcast episode on this a couple months back, and so that might be, if anybody's interested in that, maybe going to the to listen to. And I really am going to try to get Kim back on the show and maybe some other people to talk about contests because I think that, you know, everybody in social media wants to give away stuff and do a contest. So I think it's relevant to talk about. So we'll try to get some experts uh, on, on contests. I, the reason I brought it up too is I know, uh, I know mommy bloggers do it a lot. There's a lot of the, the bloggers who run con- the big ones. I mean, uh, gave me the idea was Holly Homer was doing one for her, for her uh, Pinterest and, and kind of a Pinterest party they were doing. So anyway, maybe we can get some other people on. But I know that there's there are some contests out there, and uh, they're doing it, and we'll try to figure out some some good ways to teach you guys about that. Um, on our time le- that we have left, Pinterest uh, – on <laughs> Pinterest – Vincent. I don't know why I want to call you Pinterest. You're Mr. Pinterest. Um, <laughs> um, do you have any predictions on anything that uh, Pinterest will be rolling out in the future? Uh, you know, uh, I'm pretty terrible at that. I tried to do that for 2014, and I think only two of them came true. Oh, that's <laughs> better. <You're so> better. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I think that the, the big thing definitely is, uh, like we discussed before, is the promoted pins are going to be a, a really big aspect of things. Um, I think that's definitely, uh, we're going to see more of that. Um, you know, uh, Rand Fiskin from Moz is predi- predicting that there's going to be about $50 million being spent. Uh, and so we're definitely going to see a lot of a lot of that. Uh, and what I'm, I d- am predicting for sure uh, is definitely, again, if you have some really great visual content, uh, your industry is hot on Pinterest, you should definitely go on there now because Pinterest is definitely favoring you. So they're, they're not because they're not showing chronological stuff anymore. Um, things, for example, like, I hate to say it, but articles like mine are only going to go to a small population that are really into social media marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, if your audience is mostly weddings and all that jazz, like, guess what? Your, your stuff is going to be on the feed a lot. Um, so definitely take advantage of that for 2015. Gotcha. Um, I just want to pull up one comment from Elisa. She goes, I agree, Vincent. Contests seem to have fizzled out on Pinterest. They don't throw me too much, but I'd love to know how much Jeff Sees does. So uh, she agrees with you, and you know, we know Elisa's always correct in all of her assumptions, so I don't want to mess. You know, she can get on you if you're wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Don't mess with her. She's, uh, I call her Wonder Woman, even though she doesn't like to admit it, but uh, yeah, don't don't mess with Wonder Woman. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's good. I'll have to start calling her that. That's pretty cool. Um, <laughs> Um, the last couple thing I want to ask you um, is um, what tools do you recommend? I know there's everyone's talking about tools and scheduling is huge. Everybody wants scheduling. The only question I have about that is we talked about it before. The amount of Pinterest is tracking kind of how long you're on their platform and scheduling to me, it makes me a little nervous, but I know that's hot right now for all these tools that are coming out uh, with scheduling options. Um, Do you have some ones that you really like, any third-party tools that you use every day and recommend and love? 
Yeah, there uh, definitely Tailwind is uh, an amazing scheduling tool. I've I've tested a lot, and they do a really great job. Uh, and unlike I think a lot of people, they didn't rush it. They really tested their their scheduling tool, make sure made sure that um, it worked well. Uh, great functionality. Um, so Tailwind is good for detailed analytics. Um, great for scheduling. Uh, another one that I think is highly underrated uh, is actually PIN Forever. So it's P-I-N number four E-V-E-R. Um, and this is because people actually ask me a lot, like how do I rearrange the actual pins within my board uh, is a very common one. They want to make sure that, hey, can I rearrange a pin and move it into position one, two, three, and four? Uh, and Pinterest actually doesn't allow you to do that, but Pin Forever, which is available um, and you can only use in Mozilla Firefox, actually allows you to move pins. So when I did my 31 days to a better Pinterest page, I was actually able to do it in a chronological order instead of trying to um, trying to pin it and, uh, you know, it just becomes a nightmare when you try to organize it by pinning it in a certain order. Um, so those are probably my two favorite tools I recommend. Uh, how about you? How about yourself, Jeff? I know you've been using Pinterest for a while. Any ones that you love? Yeah, Tailwind is mine, but I was going to go real quick on uh, Pin Forever. Now, does that allow you to back up your boards as well? It does, actually, yeah. So if you, okay. if for any reason, like you're uh, a government agency that's required to back up your boards, uh, it, it allows you to do that. It's really reasonable price and a great tool. Gotcha. Well, mine are uh, Tailwind. You know, I use and I I'm, I love the scheduling too. I've tested that out uh, as well when when they offered that. He was on our show and actually gave some people some some breaks to get in and test that uh, scheduling. Um, I use that. I also have been playing with Ahology. I mean, I, they're they're really some of their um, research they're doing is just awesome. Their blog posts are really good. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've the 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 tool that I'm most excited about that I've been playing with a lot is I've put on my blog and it's Dustin Stout's uh, and uh, Jason Weiser's and Nicholas Cardotes. It's called um, Social Warfare Plugin. It allows you to specifically have a when somebody clicks on the the pin button in your social your social share it actually has a pin that you can set up and you have one for Facebook I mean you can tell what image to go where for what thing I mean it's just really powerful and I love it I've been testing it out for a while and uh, just and their support's awesome. I had it was breaking. It was only on my iPhone 6 Plus. It was breaking a line on the thing, and I in like in 20 minutes they fixed it and wow. and made an update. And so love their stuff and couldn't be more happier with them. So check those out. I'll put their link in the uh, in the description later too. So um, the other thing I wanted to bring up real quick and thanks so much, Kim. She put up the episodes of the Oh So Pinteresting where they talked about the um, uh, the contest and also the party that I talked about with Holly Homer. So thanks, Kim, for for pulling that up. So, um, real quick, I want you to talk about your Pictures to Profits podcast. I really enjoy it. Tell some tell people what it's about, and it's on iTunes, I know. But tell us what you kind of talk about on your podcast. Yeah. So the Pictures to Profits podcast. Uh mainly focuses on Pinterest. So the majority of the episodes, um, again, they talk about things like the Pinterest search, uh, again, the, how to create visuals. So Jeff has been a guest on the show, which I'm really honored. Same with Elisa Meredith. Uh, and uh, again, but you'll get some episodes that are about just visuals. So how do you use visuals in marketing? Uh, because that's kind of the, the big thing um, for here in the next few years. And that's what the Pictures to Profits podcast is all about. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, it's great. I, I, I am a subscriber, and I and I love listening to it. So, um, Manly Pinterest Tip Show. Do you have any advice? Any more advice? I mean, you've given us advice the entire time, but any more advice for guys who are getting started on Pinterest? What's some uh, best practices maybe to do? 
Yeah, uh, when you're starting off as a guy, uh, definitely, you know what? Uh, pin the stuff that you really enjoy. Uh, because if you're trying to use Pinterest uh, for stuff that you don't enjoy, it's really, in my opinion, you're, you're just wasting your time. But if you love Batman, look for Batman stuff. If you if you love, you know, muscle cars, look for muscle cars because the, the, the best thing about it all is it's all there. Uh, and that's the best thing about Pinterest. Very cool. I would totally agree. So um, where could we find out about your stuff? Um, where do you want us to go to find out more about you and your services? Yeah, so if you uh, I, just visit my website at www.mcngmarketing.com, uh, that's where you can find my blog, um, you can find my podcast, and also about my course, uh, the Pentalysis Online Academy. Uh, so you find it all there. Uh, again, if you do have any questions, I'm open to email uh, at vince at mcngmarketing.com. And if I don't have the answer, I know this guy here, uh, Jeff. <laughs> does uh, and if he doesn't then you know what it's an unanswerable question that, that's my that's my answer and I'm sticking to it <laughs> we'll find somebody who can answer your question for you <laughs> and Vincent thank you so much for being here on the show it's awesome I mean we could talk probably every episode together and and uh, have a good time so thanks everyone for watching because at Manly Pinterest Tips we're offering testosterone one pin at a time see you next time everybody thanks for watching thank you for joining Jeff on his mission to help you be successful in the Pinterest world. Would you like to take part in a live show? Be sure to join Jeff's email community at manlypinteresttips.com. Adding testosterone. One pin at a time.